Ooh, yeah! Killer Pop from Outer Space presents War Games. What's up, party people? Welcome back to Killer Cod from Outer Space. I am your host, Jeff, joined as always by my man, Mr. Vinny Markle. What's up, brother? What's up? Hey, is your microphone on there, Chief? Yeah, it's not. <clears throat> now it is. Now yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, on. see, if you wore your headphones, you'd know that you weren't talking yeah. into the microphone. <laughs> what, what did I call you? Weirdos. Yeah, because you Weirdos. are. Talking, this. talking all this pandemic and restaurant stuff. industry. I don't know. Restaurant industry's back. Well, not yet. No, in a month. I'm not taking my mask off ever. Ever. We'll see about that. Pry it from my cold dance. <laughs> <laughs> how are you? All right, man. How are you? you doing all right? Yeah. Producer, you're out right over there? Yes, sir. Almost how was, your, how was your ninth trip of the last three months? Uh, it was three trips. Thank you very much. And it was fantastic. Man, you were a traveling man. <clears throat> I'm done traveling for a while. I don't I don't go away in the summertime. So it, what? what? Why? I usually, if I do trips, they're usually local. I don't travel far away because I don't like children. Oh, I forgot about that. It's it's not like I, that I don't like children. I don't like parents that when they go on vacation, they forget they have children. Mm-hmm. And then their children are in the way and annoying and everything like that. That's the only thing I hate about cruises. Mm-hmm. Anyway, that's why I don't go away in the summertime. Fair. Get off my lawn. Fair. <laughs> no, um, I bet you about the kids running around the breweries. So I mean, I'm not. Yeah, I'm not gonna yeah. dispute. Hot spot for the kids. Yeah, me and me and Daddy are gonna get drunk. You just run around and then we'll drive you home. So it's kind of horror related. You almost cut your leg off with a yeah. chainsaw. Yeah. So there's. Uh, because I am not frequent to use a chainsaw, I thought that when you let go of the trigger, the chain will just stop automatically. That's not the case unless you push on the emergency bar, whatever the hell that thing is, the brake that stops the chain from moving. So, Or if you use your leg to stop it. Yeah. So I had it in my right hand. So when I, I was trying to grab whatever I just cut and move it, so I just left off the trigger, let the chainsaw swing back towards my leg, and luckily my it caught my shorts first and then but it did rip through the shorts and i got nicked a little bit in the leg but uh <laughs> terrible you were wearing jorts weren't you <clears throat> no i had like cam- camo shorts on ah um, wrong with jorts so <laughs> it wasn't it wasn't too bad Chainsaw but, uh, jorts <laughs> I de- it definitely could have been worse so i learned at that point that you hold it in your left hand so that way when it swings down it swings away from you and you always cut away from your body all right so that's well done lesson learned so well done out of you what have you been doing all week? Um, not much. I uh, regrettably watched a movie last night that we'll talk about later. Uh, <laughs> there's a few regrets on this list. Uh, <laughs> there's a uh, few. I um, yeah. Not went much. to Reading Terminal. I, I did. I went to Reading Terminal. I was in the city for a little bit. I um, started watching Animal Fight Night. On Nat Geo Wild, it's an older show. I think the last season was 2018. Good stuff. Oh, it's great. Good stuff. It's great. I keep falling asleep, though, before they're over. But, like, cause I put it on, like, late at night. And yeah, yeah. Whatever. But, God damn. Just watching animals beat the shit out of each other. 
And I saw this thing. I can't remember what it was. It was a uh, Impala that gets its like guts ripped out, but like they go into like the shock mode, so they still fight back. So it's like running around fighting back, but it's dead. What? Yeah, it's episode. insane. It's on the first season. It's like the second episode. That's it's wild. Nuts. I guess I didn't start that early. Um. All right. Yeah, I didn't do shit all week. So I was hoping you had something for us. I mean, you know, not much going on. I got mom coming this week. Oh boy, she wants to see you. Oh, I can I can get over there. Um, all right, let's crack into these beers. We'll start with the uh, the mini segments. Yeah. All right. So this morning, I already told you I was in uh, pissed off mode because I forgot to bring the recording beers in my bag. I got a whole bunch of recording beers lined up. We got other beer zombies to go. Forgot them, and then luckily I saw on the while well, scrolling the uh, Insta. That the foodery had a couple brand new Pizza Boys. So this is Pizza Boy Brewing Company. Proudly brewed in PA. Um, I always got the name of the town. Enola, PA. Enola, PA. Oh, okay. I always thought it was so, Harrisburg for some well, reason. Well, it's basically Harrisburg. I was oh, going to okay. say, it's basically Harrisburg. Um, yeah, so Pizza Boy is great. They, they pump out some really, really good beers. Uh, mainly IPAs and parallels, um, some good stouts. They don't really get into like the saison or sour game that often. And the cool thing is, have you ever been there? Nah. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. We'll have to go out sometime. It's I'd, a cool spot. I'd it's a to. pizzeria, and the brewery is just like smushed in there. Hmm. Okay. Um, they okay. have a, a massive tap list, like sixty beers on tap. Wow. Um, and the pizza is actually quite good. Nice. This one caught my eye in particular. And I like how the uh, their logo, they use the Keystone all the time. Yeah. It's a nice item. So this one caught my eye in particular because it's Tackling Vampires, IPA. Very fitting for our show. Doesn't say anything else about it other than it's an IPA, so that works for me. Tasty. Pretty standard. Standard fare, but I like it. Yeah, very, um, it's got like some tartness to it with all the yeah, citrus that's a good, bit. That's good i like that the uh, you mentioned they use the keystone a lot i like that the barcode on the cans is the great state of pa yeah so when we get into so this is uh part one of a duo oh that's the real reason we have to go with this so when we get into our closing beer you'll see oh, what boy i gotta about. take it easy tonight jeez i had laundry to do still you'll be fine <laughs> all right what do you got for the old music selection oh man so today i was in the city I was uh, just reminiscing about my old punk rock days, stomping around down there. So I threw on. So I, I got. I guess I got to throw this out because this band is hard to get a hold of. I know you got. They got some videos on YouTube. They may have a song on Spotify, but there's this app called Reverb Nation. I don't know what it I've is. Heard of that? Yeah, it's the one I downloaded when we went to the cigar shop. You were there when I got it, so I mean, maybe uh, that's for, why. for this purpose, yeah. To find, yeah. So you can find a lot of like local bands that wouldn't have yeah, like, yeah, records yeah, readily available, but like even big bands are on there. There might only be like one or two songs, but like every band, if you can think of a band, just type them in. You're bound to possibly, probably find a song or two. Hmm. But the Bullies have a good like or the Bully. I didn't even announce that yet, but uh, the band is the Bullies. They're out of New York, New York City. Just old school punk rock guys they've been around for 30 years at this point um just straightforward uh punch in the teeth punk rock i love them i used to love taking my trips to new york they would come down play like the l bar and shit um just super straightforward so if you're into punk rock check them out the bullies um b-u-l-l-y-s 
no I E S, just Y S. But that Reverb Nation thing, man, uh, check that out too. It's free. Uh, you can listen to it like through your Bluetooth in your car, right on your phone. Um, legit, any band you can think of, just type in. You're bound to find something from them. It's pretty wild. I don't know how updated it is though either. So keep that in mind. Is that the band you showed me when you downloaded the app? Yep. Yeah, yeah that's they, why they were good. Yeah. So I remember thinking like, oh, I wish they were on Spotify. So I can add them to some playlists. Yeah. But uh, I guess I'll get the reverb. But there's probably some bands that I could dig up from my my youth that are yeah, on Spotify. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. But there's one. Um, they um, some of their newer stuffs on Spotify when they changed singers and they weren't as good. But Rose Funeral, mm. dig up some of their old stuff. Okay. Some nice. All right. Some evil death metal. I just got into this other band. Um, a, oh, I don't even remember their name. Some with an A. Aquina, Aquina, something. They're a metal band. I'll find it. All right. Do you have a pick? Do you have something you've been listening to? Um, not in particular. It's my usual. Yeah. Um, I was actually listening to some songs I've listened to a million times, getting ready for our uh, trying to headbang segment, and then you reminded me we can't do that with just audio. Yeah, that was a, like a good <laughs> idea. That's I just sent a question mark back. You're like new segment. Try not to headbang, and I'm question mark. You're like, well, one of us picks a song, the other one tries out the headbang. That works only <laughs> with video. But sneak peek, video is coming. Producers working on it. Yeah. Uh, the Acacia Strain is the band. Oh yeah, they're phenomenal. Oh well, I didn't know about them till like two days ago. Oh god, yeah, yeah I can give you some bangers from them. Yeah, I like yeah. that a lot. Um, why are you so reluctant with the video? Tell the audience. Why am I what? So reluctant. I like. You always change the subject when I bring it up. So I am, it's radio, like it's podcasting. I can show up here in my underwear if I want and just yeah, do Yeah, but this. you always look snappy. I'm the one that have, have to stop doing this. Yeah, Come here in my I work don't know. Clothes. I think it's just the idea of my face being out there all the time and being conscience, conscious of cameras around. And like, what if I want to pick my nose or something? I've never seen you pick your nose in this Or show. like when you get up to go pee and I have to like try and make That's stuff That's the up. entertainment. <laughs> I'm sitting here trying to make things up. You always dress snappy. I'm the one that has to get my shit together. Yeah, I always make sure that your show sounds like you guys don't actually like disappear. Yeah. And, you know, when we have to stop, they'll actually be able to see when Vinny gets up yeah. randomly needs to stop and go out in his first. Plus, cigarette. I'm a stylish yeah. fellow. Um, I, you know, I like that's why you would look good on camera. I like fashion. People want to see it. <laughs> I'm like the modern day Yeezy. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> um, I'm so glad you're just discovering these issues train. Yeah. Did you listen to older stuff or newer stuff? Yeah, whatever Spotify was playing. Mm, I got that. Yeah, I enjoy remind it. me after we get off recording album. I'll give you some stuff. Nice. Um, they used to have the cool shirts back in the day, because I always liked. Um, it was more of like the hardcore scene, which I only dabbled in. That it was more into like the you know the death metal and black metal scene. Yeah. But um, I always liked the shirts where it showed the crowd and it has just some like random lyric or statement. They had tons of those yeah. shirts. I had um, taken a trip to Qmart over the weekend. Speaking of like dope shirts. There's a, a stall in there. It's been there since I've been going, and I've been going a long time. And they sell shirts. I'm pretty sure it's all like bootleg band shirts and stuff, whatever. But they seem good quality. You know, maybe they get like shitty after you wash. I don't know. I don't know. Wait, Qmart is in like the Asian grocery store? No, no. Qmart. That's that's uh, H-Mart you're thinking of. Oh, okay. Qmart is a giant like farmer's market, flea market type place. Okay. okay. But anyway, this place, uh, this, this T-shirt stand has been in there since I've been going. So it's been at least 12 years. I've been going since I was like 23. Anywho. Showed your age. Yeah. A lot of band shirts. A lot of like, a lot of band shirts, I'd say. But then they have like two or three horror shirts and like some tie-dye hippie type stuff. 
they had three really great shirts. Now they're like twenty dollars a shirt, which mm. is like all right. I mean, band shirts are expensive to begin with. I just yeah, don't but these know. are bootleg. Yeah, but they had two old school white zombie shirts, like old designs, I guess, reprinted. Hmm. Which I was like jaw on the ground because I love the old white zombie stuff. And then they had a mayhem shirt with this like dope cathedral and things on it. Ah, yeah, and a, an awesome King Diamond shirt. I was, that was my question. Like, do they have his like generic bands or cool bands? And yeah, just answered it. Yeah, and they have like a bunch of misfit stuff, Motley Crue, Guns N' Roses. Um, but like, dude, I was like, oh, dude, I, like I was debating the white zombie ones. I, I did not. Got, I did not make the purchase. I just got a sweet um, bootleg misfit shirt from. Do you ever check out uh, Pentagram Peter Pan? No. Great shirt site. It you'll be spending money just like we always talk about and get more damn shirts. Yeah. Our boy Pete turned me on to them. They do uh, some really cool releases, mostly horror and movie stuff. And then they, Pete texts me like, oh, Pentagram Peter Pan's doing a bootleg band shirt, big release night. And I bought like three shirts. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, it's um, it's weird just because it's like ugh, so many shirts. I don't need this I many know. shirts. That's, that's where I got with the shirts. I was like, I don't. And now, but like the problem I'm having now is like, well, which shirt do I want to wear? And I'm like, Staring in my closet for twenty minutes. Mm-hmm. I have the same issue. Same That's why I was doing. I was doing the freaking solid, plain colored V necks for That's years. I know. Yeah, it's be, so easy. It's too it's much just cool like, content. What color tonight for that? Especially when we're out on video. Yeah. Got wear these cool shirts. Yeah. <laughs> v necks are nice in the summer, though. I'll tell you what. Um, tank tops. Well, just old shirts that I'm cutting the sleeves off of. Well, I have you here. Let me run something by you. I need you to take a step back. If you need to, close your eyes. Back to your childhood. Or maybe you're still into this kind of stuff. I don't know. Um, we did a similar question, but we're getting in the summer. That's what I'm feeling. Favorite boardwalk activity? Other than just walking the boardwalk and getting snacks. Walking the boards. Um, yeah, I mean, funnel cake. Ooh, funnel cake and a giant cherry Coke. Yes. Um I mean, arcade. I mean, so you, it's it's the arcade, hands down. Same. Okay, that's that's the dopest arcades. Yeah, I believe in the country, yeah. and you have multiple ones. Yeah. I mean, where where are we talking here? Well, I mean, I was I frequented Ocean City and uh, Wildwood, New Jersey. Okay, yeah, Jilly's in Ocean City, New Jersey for sure. Um, the one in Ocean City, Maryland, I can't remember what it was called, Playland or Funland, something like that. It's not there. Uh, the, the place is still there, but what I'm about to talk about is not. They used to have the back corner of it was all old machines, like old arcade games and old pinball machines. Yep, I like, know what I'm about. Like back from like 70s, 80s style. And that was awesome. Just like to go back. And it was cool because the corner was all dark and they had like black lights and strobe lights back there. It was really cool. They don't have it. Now it's just like a lot of claw games. Like That's what the arcades have become, I feel like. Those big sit-down Where you're going to get like a really... Oh, I love those. Yeah, I'm but I mean, it's just those. like all those or or big sit down like simulators but and claw machines. Just the whole atmosphere, and when you're like getting close to it, and you start hearing all the games and mm. music, um, nostalgia, man. Yeah, but I couldn't decide. So I'm gonna call it a tie. I also love boardwalk mini golf. Yeah, they're like really over the top, insane mini yeah, golf. I mean, that's, but that's the the shore in general. That's not yeah, a boardwalk yeah. activity. But I mean. Most of them are on the boardwalk. You'll go to like they'll have like three different courses. You got to decide. Yeah. You, want, you want 
the Cove or Ocean City, Maryland has some of the greatest mini golf courses, man. Producer? South Carolina. Uh, and Myrtle Beach? Myrtle Beach. Tons of mini golf. Yeah, I mean, I've played. But it's not boardwalk style. They don't really have yeah, a boardwalk well, that, Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. That's, I mean, it doesn't have to be a boardwalk. But um, I think I've played a couple in Myrtle Beach. Like the really good, like extravagant ones. Yeah, they're crazy. Yeah, right. I want like I want yeah. moving obstacles. Yeah, and, like, I don't know. Well, so they did. You got to hit it in one hole, and it goes down another thing, and another hole. I love that yeah. stuff. Yeah, I used um, to. I used to throw a fit when I was a kid, and we couldn't go mini golfing. Oh yeah, you know, just yeah. <laughs> tantrum, tantrum city. <laughs> there was a place. I think it's yeah. I'm hundred percent sure it's still there. I don't know if they do this anymore. Ocean City, Maryland. Right around, oh God, I don't even know what the street is. It's up there, though. But it had an indoor course and an outdoor course, and they had, like, an all-day ticket where you could just keep playing all day. Ah. Yeah. I mean, it, it runs thin after, like, the second time on each course, yeah, yeah. but it's still, it's like, it was worth it, you know? Yep. You know what I don't like? What? The trend, I think it already fizzled out, but, like, out here in the suburbs where there's, like, the indoor neon mini golf. Yeah, I think that fizzled out pretty quick. Not a fan. No. Nah. The whole the court the court it was terrible. Yeah, no, I was not into it for sure. It was a uh, a mall trend, I believe. Right? Are they in malls? Yeah, and and strip, yeah, strip malls and stuff. Yeah, yeah, not into that at all. Not into that. Um, not, not into what we're about to talk about so much either. Yeah, you want me to introduce this uh, shit show? Um, did you have any news? I didn't. I only had. Oh one. yeah, I did have news. Sorry. Oh, okay, cool. You want to go first? Yeah, I mean, mine's quick. Just that the final. George Romero dead film has been brought back to life. They're uh, they got writers writing on working on it. Um, his wife gave it the okay. Called Twilight of the Dead. My worry is that it's going to get a super shitty budget and just be terrible. But yeah, I mean, you would think something with unreleased his name behind it, like yeah, it wouldn't get a shitty budget. Well, the thing is, his uh, last uh, bunch got a shitty budget, and you know they're basically independents. After um, no studios day. getting behind this, I don't think so. Not that I've heard. But Where's your boy Blum? That's your boy. <laughs> That's your boy. That's your boy. <laughs> and if he touches this, I'm out. <laughs> you got a uh, Blumfest coming up, or the hell he calls oh. it. You see that now? Yes. <laughs> um. Yeah, I, I hope they treat it right. Because it could be something, something awesome. Yeah, for sure, it would be wonderful. Um. My quick news is, did you see, uh-oh. Oh, boy. I closed out on it. Did you see the Rondo Awards? I saw the Colonial one for yes. Best Virtual Festival, the uh, Blobfest last year. Yes, that That's was my cool. my big thing. Well done out of them. Yeah. So normally they do Best Fest, obviously with COVID they do Best Virtual Fest. So the great Phoenixville Colonial won that award. Well done out of them. Still not behind the virtual festival. Nah, I can't get behind right. it either. But yeah, you know, they they did what they had to do during during that time. Yeah, for sure, for sure. I like that they were. Um, you could just do a pull up and get the um, concessions from them. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that was pretty cool. Grab some buckets of popcorn yeah. and bring them back to your place to yeah. watch so the that's, blob. That's what's up. Um, yeah, I like the rondos. Yeah, they're weird. They're so um, expansive. Like so many people are nominated, and there's so many awards and. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It covers everything in, in genre. Yeah. Um, what was I going to say? I don't know. I think... So now, for next year's awards, it'll be back to regular fests. 
this Joe Bob at Mahoning could, could be, be a uh, contender. Yep. Big time. Let's, should we talk another hour about that? <laughs> <laughs> In case you haven't heard, we uh, obtained tickets. I don't know if you may have or not heard. We've only talked about it for three episodes, so if you missed those last three, we'll catch you up. I, um, in, uh, I mean, the Mahoning itself does a couple of different festivals if you want to go there. Camp Blood, Zombie Fest. Uh, um, um, shit. You know, Freddy Fest. Yeah, I mean, they have a bunch. No, of what's the other big one they do? Camp Blood, Zombie Fest. Uh, isn't there uh, Gore? No. no, Splatter Weekend or something. Splatter like Weekend, that? yeah, yeah. Schlockerama. Right, Bases loaded. One nothing. My boy Didi. All right, we're not doing this this baseball commentary. I love the Phillies and I love sports, but goddamn, we don't need to commentate game. Someone's gonna hear this and yeah. they'll be like, "I already know. I know. I watched it." You don't need to be commentating the game that already happened. Ah, oh. um, bastard. <laughs> all right, let's get into this thing. All right, let's get this over with. So, <laughs> I think it's gonna be fun. I think this might bring about a lot of bickering. So, we've done a uh, couple of these. We're bringing back the cage match. This is where we pit uh, two directors against each other, two actors do our same. Pick a list, but it's covering two different subjects, and we'll see who comes out the winner and gets the most on the list. We're going with uh, a couple darlings of Jeff. Did you see the Grand Slam? Are you fucking kidding me? Nope. God damn it, Jeff. You told me to stop watching, and I missed it. My boy, <laughs> Didi. That's my, I fucking love that guy. I don't want that he wears the mask. While I do. That's badass. He's a rebel. But, uh... That's a nice workout of him. No reaction out of producer other than a fist pump. Because he just told me not to comment on it. Oh, we got Look at that. that. He tagged that ball. Goodbye. Was that, Is that second level? Nah. Close. Nah. All right. Nice workout of him. Um, so we're pitting two favorites or darlings of Jeff's. He's the one that wanted to do this. Oh, yeah. Big time. We're going to go Eli Roth versus... Rob Zombie for the cage match Oofah. for the featherweight title. This is so as you if you this isn't your first time listening. We've had some choice words about the films of both these these guys. Um, Magnificent directors. <laughs> I myself am a big fan of Rob Zombie as a dude. Loves music. We talked about white. White Zombie a little bit. Love White Zombie. Love his music videos. His concerts are amazing. He does a great stage show. Movies, I have some qualms with. Eli Roth, can't stand the guy. I'm fine with him as an actor, like I said. Yeah, he was fine in Glorious Bastards, but other than that, don't like him being a part of, like, even spoken about with the horror masters and... um. Doing being the host of these docs and stuff like he well he is like a, somebody he is a wealth of information so I, look I can't be mad at him for like the history of horror stuff or like when he was on Joe Bob and he's talking about Mother's Day and stuff I am a trivia nerd so I appreciate that but he just comes off so annoying mm-hmm. it's just like this weird annoying like <laughs> yeah I went to NYU <laughs> yeah and I got to talk to uh Dodger Riggio about uh, Cannibal Holocaust. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Damn, he sounds like a douche is what yeah, you're I just, impersonating there. I just uh, can't 
get over that. So we're going to go top seven of these men's filmography. Um, we do seven often, so it'll be the based on the results of trivia. You either get quantity and have four picks overall, or you get quality and you get the number one over, overall pick, but only three picks. Total. Total. Producer, you got some trivia? So how many total was it? Seven. Seven. Producer is going to keep some records for us. So we're going to uh, both trivia questions. So the suggestion was one about Roth, the other one about the other guy. Zombie. <laughs> the other the other guy. Um, so first question is going to be for zombie. All right. I have two questions. Let me. Uh, Hold on. What's no, going on? Well, no, no. I have two questions. I'm trying to decide which one I uh. want to give you guys. Um, so he has a fascination with what Ohio born criminal Ed Gain? No. Hmm. Fascination with an Ohio born criminal. Famous Ohio born criminal. Al Capone. No. <laughs> What? Anybody want to take a second <laughs> shot? Oh man, John, John Wayne Gacy. Is, no, we're just gonna keep naming off. All right, I'm thinking serial killers, so I don't know. Uh, yeah, you're you're all in right. the right you're in the right boat. Ohio Jeffrey Dahmer. Nope. You can't just name all the serial killers. I'm gonna until <laughs> <laughs> he gets it right. I know it's not Rodriguez. That's L.A. <laughs> all right, the answer to that one, Charles Manson. Uh, oh duh, yeah. Duh, all right. Been. Uh, so backup question for Rob Zombie. Um, he's friends with what heavy metal legend? All of them. <laughs> One in particular. Very good friends, apparently. Ace Frehley? Heavy metal legend. No. God, you guys are striking out. I mean, I, 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 so all, I can do, <laughs> all I can do is start guessing heavy metal. <laughs> Slash? <laughs> all right. Final question for Ozzie. you. Hey, Vinny got it. Oh, really? I yeah. thought, wait. What happened with the Eli Roth questions? Yeah. Let's just go to the Eli Roth question. Well... And how is he good friends with Ozzy? Ozzy was not know what's going on. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'll make a movie about that. All right. Last one for zombie. No, we don't need more zombie. Bring on Eli Roth. Yeah, but you guys haven't. Roth questions. So did he get the answer to that one? Yeah, but we're not doing best out of three. So you only did get that question. You told me you needed two questions. Well, one in case we didn't get the other. Oh, Jesus Christ. You guys are ridiculous. No, we're not. It's very simple. No, I shouldn't ask Vinny. I should ask Jeff, so then I really know what's going on. Oh, God. It's very simple. <sighs> All right. So who called Roth the future of horror in the May 2004 issue of Premier Magazine? Probably Quentin Tarantino. There you go, Jeff. <laughs> All right. What do you want? <laughs> Wait, didn't I get it? No, we didn't count that. No. you. All right. Rock, whatever. paper, scissors. Best of one. Rock, paper, scissors. Shoot. Rock, paper, scissors, shoot. Damn it. All right. Vinny won scissors over paper. All right. So, Vinny, what do you want? Quentin Tarantino. What? Yeah, they're why buddies. Would he, why would you say that? Um, I want... Well, the number one is obvious, I think. Yeah, I agree. Um, so, I'm going to go quantity, please. All right. So, Jeff. All right. So, it starts with Jeff for the first two. 
Jeff has no. seven. Because I want, I want quantity. He wants quantity. Oh, okay. So, so Vinny, Jeff's you... getting number one. Okay. Yeah. All right. So that means Jeff has one, three, and five. Correct. All right. So, Vinny, you've got seven, six, four, and two. Okay. Oh. <laughs> you screwed this up last week. Remember that you have the first two, Okay. You forgot that you had the first two last week. Uh, I did not. Jeff forgot. I did. Oh, did, I it? forget the order. Don't I forget come at everything. Me. When it comes to numbers, wait. In this I have thing. records now. I got a note. I'm gonna start throwing hard world eggs at you. I'm very bad with the numbers. I never know where we're at. And I never know what I'm supposed to pick. Oh, I had it higher, lower, lower on the higher. list. <laughs> I thought I had records. Apparently not. Uh, no, Vinny, you effed it up. Dude, you're you're the first two on the list from last time. Yeah, I know that. He tried to put yeah. in the sixth pick. Right, yeah, I tried to snatch. Oh, okay. Tried to snatch right. that one up. That's the first time Vinny actually remember what he's doing. All right. So the number seven pick, this is Vinny's pick, Green Inferno. <laughs> Disqualified. <laughs> Disqualified. Get it off the list. I mean, uh, how do we... It's so bad. How do we even... So, all right. I watched this last night, so it's fresh. That's what you're talking about? Yeah. This is fucking god-awful. Um, like, the acting, atrocious. It's really bad. The story, asinine. The fucking, like... The the mission? Yeah. I don't know what else to put on the list, I, man. I have a better one, that's for sure. I mean, I can't DQ it, because what am I supposed to say? This is less shitty? I don't know. So, all right. Here's my... So, for, for all... like, I mean, my God, I really don't like any of these movies on this list. But they all have one quality that I can get something out of. The gores. This one was the fact that he... This came out, what, three years ago? Four? Nah, eh, yeah, maybe four or five. Recent. I feel like horror movies are uh, are never on location anymore. Like The big thing now is it's in one house, the entire movie. Okay. Or it's in one... look like. Maybe two locations. The fact that he went to Peru to Peru was good work out of him. And he, for the most part, the cinematography was really well done. With yeah, the, I agree with that. Um, with the, the overhead shots and all. Yeah. Um, and I appreciated. Now, you're more into the cannibal in the jungle uh, oh, I love it. The, the 70s, yeah. I love Cannibal now, Fear Ox, Cannibal This Holocaust. one seems like he did a really good job with his research and just like how authentic the so, tribe felt. Like, yeah, like what's that, that all about? I, I will say, the um, I laughed in the beginning because in the credits, it's the first movie I ever saw where like hair and makeup were in the opening credits. You know, you usually see like producer, executive producer, mm-hmm. the special creature effects, whatever. It was like hair and makeup. I was like... Who puts that in the opening credits? And then when I saw the tribe and stuff, I was like, all right, yeah, so, give that person credit. Were they actual? They're people from Peru that they just hired. They just like, threw them in there? Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, the, the, the tribe looked good. The, the big yellow-faced bone through the nose guy. Everything about the cannibal stuff is fine. Just the the writing, uh, the dialogue between the two chicks in the beginning. Oh, like, God. my dad's a, a lawyer for the UN. Maybe he can do something. Yeah, like, about but that's but tribes th- but in this, Africa. What? This is the problem with fucking Eli Roth. It's every movie he. I mean, at this point, he has to be doing it on purpose, right? Like he's 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 uh, what's the word? Not catfishing us. He's um trolling, trolling us. Like 
these people are so abysmal in every movie. Like, and it just has to be on purpose because there's not a redeeming quality. There's nothing that I'm like, oh, like I don't want that person to suffer. I'm like, right. yeah, I, I hope they die sooner than later. Yeah, and they're all just awful. Even the the heroine of this one or the main girl was also awful. Like, oh, she was yeah, just she's like the a worst piece of shit. Like, I didn't care anything about what's gonna happen to her. I didn't care about any of them. But um, yeah, I mean, just. Dialogue and writing in general, he is just not good. Not good. And let me just tell you, like, you know, the big deal nowadays is like the post credit stinger or the after credit stinger. What the? Who cares about the the post credit stinger in this? Is spoiler alert if you want to sit through it and torture yourself. No, I didn't even. For the gore, by the way, cool. Fast forward. Just fast forward to like the kills were fine. Yeah, but I mean, that's what I mean. If, if you're gonna want to see that, sure, don't. But there's no reason to watch the movie. Um, the post credit stinger is like the douchebag dude sister calls that chick and she's like, I found some overhead satellite photo of my brother. I think we need to talk. What? That's it? That's the, and like one. What were they hitting at a sequel? Yeah. Ugh. And like, what sense does that make? He got fucking killed by the cannibals and this chick lied about it. Okay. So where's the sequel in that? The dude was a douche. There's like a whole backstory with this dude where he's a douchebag. But like... Oh, you know what? That's the other redeeming quality. I did like... That was kind of cool at the end. And it's different how like she didn't go back and bash. Like she was like protecting the tribe and didn't say anything about it. Right, because that was the moral is that like she actually made a difference. Yeah. She actually got to save them by lying about them being cannibals. Because yeah, yeah the, that that was okay. Yeah, like but the the, the end credit thing that sounds it was stupid. So stupid. Did you and not stick around for that? <laughs> no. The fact that he thought he was even going to get a sequel, like that's another thing. Like he thought this was good and going to warrant a sequel. It was not good. I just can't. I can't deal with this, man. It was. We're only good. at number seven. It was not good. <laughs> All right. It's just going to be a bash fest. Jesus. Actually, no. There's, there's no one. I said I have a. I have some. The glory. reason these made the list, I had. There's a redeeming quality. About all of them. Uh, just so bad. Number six. All right. Vinny's number six pick, 31. Mm, I, uh, no. I'll, no there, too. But <laughs> in, in the... What it, seven do you have? I, I know. I, 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 <sighs> Did you watch this recently? I tried to at one point. I didn't watch it recently, but I tried to at one point. I was like, nope. I um. So I learned something about myself. And his filmography, Halloween, especially two, pissed me off so much that I was pretty much done with him. Hmm. Then Lords of Salem, I was like, all right. Artsy. I'm just a big fan of Salem, Massachusetts in general. Okay. Um, and witchcraft. Like, you don't see witchcraft that often, especially in that time period. Yeah, for sure. I was like, I'm on board. Blech. And then I was just, I never watched a single Rob Zombie movie after that. So I had watched this for the first time the other night. Not good. Um, they basically like, it seems like, like what I envisioned was the producers were like, Hey, uh, Rob zombie, you have this persona about you. And, um, this is like, you know, this is what people think you do. Just take that and do it times a hundred. Just do everything Rob zombie in this movie. And that's basically what it is. It's like super vulgar. Sherry moon leading the cast again. Um, uh, cool concept, just not executed well, and just too obnoxious all around. Like the characters are obnoxious, the the writing is obnoxious. The redeeming quality is a big one. 
And I will probably go back and revisit this movie multiple times just because of this. Oh. Fucking Richard Brake. Richard Brake, Doomhead, man. Doomhead? Yeah, he's the, the shining star in this. Oh, my God. That performance just had me, like, jaw dropped, mesmerized. Like, it was unbelievable. He can turn on Psycho better than anyone I can think of. Yeah. Like, he... He became Rob Zombie's new uh, Bill Mosley, Otis. Uh, essentially, I mean, it seems like that after you know. But why did this not like? This one came out what well, a little while ago. Mm, I mean, his yeah, two move two movies ago. But how has he not even like announced the idea of doing a Doomhead standalone movie? Because I would watch that and be I'm surprised about too because he loves announcing movies and then never doing them. But like, wouldn't that be awesome? Yeah, it'd be fine. But that's what I mean. Like, he he just loves announcing movies and then never do he it. He was psychotic. It was to the point where like I was like, this guy's got to be like a little off his rocker in real life in in order to be acting this way and doing this performance. So I started watching like a bunch of interviews. I was like, ah, oh, no, seems like a nice guy, just like Bill Mosley. Like, always thought he was just insane, and then was a sweetheart of a guy. Um. I also didn't know Richard Brake. He he hasn't. He's got a pretty long list of movies he's been in. But, yeah, he's like. In but some he doesn't stuff do like anything. Seconds. He doesn't do anything of substance, and, and I mean, I guess. Well, no, his actors like say that they like acting psycho the most. Like it's the most fun for them. So if he can do that, he should be able to do some other roles. But he's the Night King in uh, Game of Thrones. That's right. A big yeah, deal. I know that. I mean, I don't watch. I mean, he's all makeup up. You would never know it's him. That's how I didn't know it's him. Yeah. But that's a big. That's a big deal for him. Yeah, I mean, some of them guys are just actors looking for work, you know. And they. Yeah, but I wish he would do something like I, I want to see like a feat. Like um, I was telling Steph like all these visions I have of him, like him as like the gritty, has an axe to grind detective and like a nice. Oh. Okay. And then like a noir, like yeah. that'd be cool to see him in, or just a psycho movie. I want to see him in a psycho movie. I'm down. I'm down. All right, that's all I got for that one. Not a good movie. Um, just uh, the only thing I can think of, word I can think of, is obnoxious. It is very obnoxious of a movie. Mm. I can get behind that word on that obnoxious. All right, number five, Jeff's pick, H two. Yeah. Look at you. Look how mad you just got after your little. I at, hate H two. At number five. Yeah. Um, terrible movie. Almost. I had H one at number five, and I felt dirty about it. Oh no, I have that higher up, lower. Wait, did I miss that? Higher? No, yeah, yeah, higher. higher. <laughs> this is every episode. Um, I don't have time to remember what's what. Uh, I have nothing good to say about this movie. So I mean, look, I I have a couple, quote unquote, good things. Myers, Michael Myers, brutal in it. Okay. The, the only thing I like about this movie is I thought the beard coming out of the mask was kind of cool. Yeah, the, but the brutality he brings to the character, awesome. Um, I'm a sucker for some Jeff Dan Daniel Phillips, and Uncle Seymour Coffins was not in it nearly enough. That pissed me off. The movie is an incoherent mess. I mean, especially, like I said, if you watch the director's cut, I've bitched about this multiple times, it's unwatchable. You just hope everybody dies as soon as possible, except for Sheriff Brackett. He just like became he somehow becomes like an old hippie. <laughs> um, it much like you were saying about Green Inferno, it's shot well. There's like good looking shots in it. Um, I love the Halloween party thing. 
the opening hospital dream sequence, like that's awesome, right? With knights in white satin playing. Yeah, sure. But I mean, you know, there's some hot chicks in it. Eh? Eh? <laughs> Is there? Yeah. I don't remember. I, I think. I think I was just so annoyed that I wasn't even <laughs> enjoying that. I mean, this is a tough list. <laughs> it's really tough. <laughs> I mean, uh, I'm going to spoil this now. In this seven, two of them were the the fake trailers from the Grindhouse movie. <laughs> I, I wanted to do that, but I thought it wasn't allowed. <laughs> oh, I, I, want, I love both those trailers. All right, we'll include them then. So do I. I have them at number four and five. Um, well, I'm going to put them any higher. Um... Yeah, this list is tough, but those trailers are fun. We'll, oh, get, we'll get into that. In yeah, yeah, part, we'll talk about them later. Um, that's funny they put them on the list. Yeah, they are. I mean, I was struggling with this thing. Yeah, same. Um, all right, that's funny. I, I like that you did that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, H two. Like I said, I my biggest. Um, Malcolm McDowell is even worse than. Oh, he's he, terrible than, in yeah. it. He's terrible in it. Um, so obnoxious. Like the, the characters are so obnoxious. Like I said, like. No redeeming qualities. Uh, the whole, you just got dissed by Weird Al. Like, oh my God. Yep. But like I said, I, I applaud him for screwing the studio and say, well, I'm doing it my way then. Here you go. Here's my weird vision that nobody but me is going to get. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Laurie Strode's white girl dreads. Ugh. Fucking horse. Sorry, man. Sorry. <laughs> All right. So you need me to do number four, huh? I'm having a hard time picking. So you got three and one. All right. I'm just going to go with my gut. Do it, man. Follow I mean, your the heart. This is my number four on my list. All right. Vinny's pick. Uh, this is number four. Knock, knock. You love this movie so much. I really do, and I'm almost <laughs> like ashamed. I, I I am ashamed. Um, was I, I I watched it again for a little fresh. It's my third time watching it. Um, I didn't really need to for this episode. I <laughs> just chose to. But uh, there's just something about it where, again, it's just. This time it's only three characters in the movie, and all three of them are so awful in their own ways, but it almost makes sense, and. The only reason this movie works is Keanu well, seeing yeah. him act that like this is a role he's never done before, and um, see like he almost like taps into his inner Nick Cage, <laughs> and I love that and I appreciate it and he's just freaking out the whole movie, and then just like watching how he gets he gets to the point of no return with these girls because um, I paid more attention on my third viewing he did a pretty good job at like trying to be a gentleman in the beginning and like change his, his seat like 12 times to avoid the girls and talking about his wife and his kids and and then he just gets to the point where he goes in the bathroom and they're all sudsed up buck naked and rubbing up on him and then that was it um the girls i mean god they're annoying but like that seemed to make sense and purposeful because like their annoyingness is just mentally breaking down uh, Keanu. Again, not a good movie, but for some reason it really entertain entertains me. How's it end? 
It ends with so the whole thing. You never seen it? No, we've talked about it so many um, times. I've never seen it. So the whole thing is like they're so they have a threesome, right? And then they're like trying to kill him, or and whatever. then they're saying that they're they're saying that they're fifteen years old, mm. and they're threatening to out him as a pedophile. Then they say that like they this is their thing, and they go around getting family men like you know, to do this, right? And then they kill them. So that the whole movie, they're saying they're going to kill them. And then it ends with, like, right when they're about to kill them, they're like, ha-ha, we're not going to kill you. We're just going to ruin your life. And they have um, a video of them having sex, and they put it out on the internet on his Facebook and leave. Spoilers. <laughs> yeah. Eli Roth. <laughs> so. Bring in the drama. The only redeeming quality of this one is the the Keanu performance, and we already played it on the outro of, of a previous show. But just that Keanu Nick Cage freak out is just gold. And I've watched like the YouTube video way too many times than I should. But seeing it like in the context of like watching the whole movie start to finish is even better. It was free pizza. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> I was hoping we were going to get through it without you. You fucked one. me. Now you want to kill me? <laughs> oh, God. Gold. Gold, gold, I, gold. I could just see him thinking it's gold, too, like Eli Roth. Like, it's gold. It's never been done before. It's never been done. It hasn't. It, this has got to be great. People are going to love this. I bet you. Oh, like you mean the movie or the yes, Keanu Yes, no, the movie itself. Oh, no. No one. I mean, I don't know how I could think that. No one thought that. But I swear he just tied Keanu to a, Keanu to a chair and made him watch a bunch of Nick Cage freakouts. He's like, all right, do your version of that. And that's just what he did. Jim, I need crickets. Why does he say it was free pizza? Because he bought them pizza, I guess. I don't know. No, he didn't buy them. He was talking about the sex. Oh, because free pizza is the best pizza? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> he's, like, he's like, you sucked my cock. It was free pizza. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, that's a weird line. <laughs> I thought maybe he bought them pizza or yeah. something. I don't know. Shit, that's a good question. I'll have to look into that one. Gold. Moving, moving along. <laughs> moving on. All right. Top three. <laughs> All right, the number three pick, Jeff's pick, Hostel. Yeah. Yeah, not a great movie. Um, a young me appreciated the gore, obviously. It was the advent of the torture porn, you know. What do you want to call it? That's not a movement, that's for sure. Uh, well, and unfortunately, it became a movement. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> Um, but I mean, you know, this movie starts off all sexy. So like, how old was I when this came out? Like 18? I was probably, you know, a younger guy. So yeah, I was like, oh, it's going to be all sorts of sex and nudity and gore. This is my type of movie. Um, it's funny because like the movie looking back, obviously is not very good. It's, um, it's okay. I, I should say it's not, you know, whatever, but, um, the characters, I feel like it has to be purposely done in this one. They're so fucking stupid. I again, I don't get the dumbest, most vile people you can put into a group and on film. So that's got it's got and to write a screenplay for it. It's just it's it blows be my mind what he does. It's got to be like his thing. Well, how, how's it never come out? Like, oh, he's just doing this to fuck with people. I don't know. I think which is. Even more disturbing, what if this is how he sees the world? Or what if 
these are the people he surrounds himself with, and this is how he thinks people act, which is well, even more terrifying. That's a horror movie in itself. Yeah, that's scary to think about. Um, I mean, I get the playing on the going to a foreign country and you don't really know what they're saying about you or, you know, you ask someone, like, where's the cool place to go? And they tell you, like, you never know. It plays on that fear because that's a real fear to me. Like, I, I won't, I don't travel, so it's like, that's the way I think of things. It's like, well, I don't know what they do over there, and I don't want to get kidnapped. Like Mexico, and I'm always like, well, I don't get kidnapped by the cartel and like, held <laughs> for ransom and stuff. Like, no one wants to hold you to ransom. Why wouldn't they? I don't know. I got style. Who's gonna pay for you? Well, nobody. But I mean, that's I'll what throw I mean. a few shekels at him, but I don't have much. I'm American. That's all they care about. <laughs> but. I don't know. It's, you know, the eyeball stuff is gory. Yeah, they, yeah. They, I mean, the gore's, yeah, the gore's it's, fine. It's torture porn. I mean, that's what, exactly what it is. Um, I think I haven't I didn't bother giving these uh, rewatches, but I think I liked two more than one. Is two the one with the with, with the train? The American twist on it? I can't remember, but there's a train scene, right? Is that two or one? I don't remember. I don't either. But I think two is the one with the American, like the twist was the... Uh, Americans were behind everything. Rich Americans, and they were oh, no, that, they were no. watching it all happen. Or yeah, something. that's the second one. The first yeah. one just kind of. I kind of like that twist, but I don't know. I think the train thing is in the first one. Now that I'm thinking about it, because I think it's one of the. Um, they're not really hookers, but one of like the chicks that set them up ends up getting hit by a train or something. <clears throat> Whatever. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> Whatever, indeed. <laughs> <laughs> and somehow this thing spawned what three sequels? Two sequels? Well, it's three. There's, I, I know there's three a hostile three. Yeah. doesn't go into four. doesn't? Right? Okay. I don't, I, don't, I don't know. God, I hope it... Uh. What, what's like a good torture porn movie? None, right? Like, that's not a thing? Um, No. Now, unfortunately, I don't think it's very well deserved, but... Saw gets the credit for kicking all of this off. I don't see that as torture. No, not it, like it's, this it's is. much. It's much smarter than that. Yeah. Um, but somehow that gets lumped into this. I mean, the sequels. Oh yeah, the sequels kind of just yeah take the ball and run. But I mean, the first Saw movie is smart movie. Great twist. Um, is there a torture porn that I like? Yeah. Nope. <laughs> all right. <laughs> Number two, this is Vinny's pick, House of a Thousand Corpses. Yeah, that's where I have it. Sitting right where it belongs. <laughs> yeah, I mean, here's the start of Rob Zombie's movie career. Um, he came off directing a few like super badass music videos. If he wasn't a successful and popular musician, that wouldn't be enough cred to get a feature-length movie, but because of his name, he got a feature-length movie, and I was super stoked for this when it came out. Um, super excited for Rob Zombie, the heavy metal, the horror, and I loved it when I saw it. Okay. Um, I thought it brought the Text Chainsaw Massacre influence um, and modernized it, and I really liked that. With the with the family, mm. um, I loved all the members of the family. I love Sherry Moon Zombie because I didn't. She didn't have the opportunity to show that she shouldn't be any more than this. <laughs> um, 
Otis was incredible. Yes, the best. Um, the whole Captain Spaulding running the fried yeah, chicken I gas love, station. That's the best part of the movie to like, me. Like, so cool. Uh, I loved all the practical effects. And then the bonkers, wacky ending, which I think turned most people off, especially in the um, general audience and mass audience. The Doctor Satan ending, I just thought was so cool. Like I, I loved it. Really? See that tur- that that turned me off. Yeah. Came. I out mean, of, it came out of nowhere. Yeah, <laughs> and but I mean, it was just it was nonsense. But I enjoyed it. It's like the whole movie was just so over the top. And yeah, like this fucked up family. Of course, they have a Doctor Satan. But like, if it was Doctor Satan and it was like a man, okay. But it's like some sort of weird monster type guy. Like I don't. That's what for me was kind of like yeah "Ah." i just liked how ridiculous it was yeah no the whole Um, movie's ridiculous it's fine fine by me but it is it's fun through and through yes it's super fun uh captain spaulding steals the show obviously i remember seeing yeah i remember seeing it and being like yeah that's everything I, i needed it to be from a rob zombie horror movie um now i still poo poo it a little bit as we like to say on the show because I, I don't know. I think he hits his stride with what our number one movie is going to be, obviously. And then you look back at House and you kind of are a little disappointed. But, like you said, it's his first movie. I mean, he self-admittedly said he had no clue what he was doing. He just made it. and like Well, for him to say he had no idea what he was doing, I think he made yeah. a great movie. Yeah. I mean, he he's, I think he went into uh, We probably mentioned it before. It was a really good Joe Rogan podcast with him. But, like, he showed up to a meeting and just was like bullshitting just like yeah and this and we'll do that and they're, they're like yeah let's do it let's let's make this movie and he's like oh okay um, i mean it, it was his name and yeah for sure label yeah, yeah but i mean it was just fine but he had a, he had a vision in the sense that you know he, he had the the genre guys you know he knew kind of his influences and it wasn't really afraid of just ripping it off but making it its own um the the Captain Spaulding thing, man, that that was sheer brilliance because it just takes the movie to like the levels of um, contrast with the Captain Spaulding fried chicken stand stuff, and then into like the house, and then into the freaking pit with Doctor Satan and stuff. Like, yeah, it's a whole. And then just the whole like um, um, grindhouse pulp edge he had on it uh, was cool, and. The resurgence of like me, I mean, he's responsible for the resurgence of Bill Mosley. You gotta give him credit for that. No, hey. So, other than his wife, the man can cast, yeah. which is a weird skill to have, right? Like, yeah. um, to be able to cast so well. I've heard complaints that people are like, "Oh, well, he's got the same people in every movie, and it makes them all just blur together." But. I mean, he's got, he's got his crew. Yeah, but like that's not even the case. Like they're not all playing. Like they all play characters, and they all play them very well. Mm-hmm. I mean, <coughs> yeah. Like, who the hell would have thought? Like, yeah, I need Sid Haig in this movie. Like, nobody's thinking that. He he is. Yeah, I mean, he's definitely got his crew, but they all they're all kind of like nobodies, but they do good work for him. I would say that's that's his his best skill is casting. Yeah, I mean, is he? 
I mean, is he the one that casted casted them? Is that the word casted? I would think so. Casted. Unless he just has a really good casting director that follows him through all these movies. Yeah. Maybe. I mean, I don't know. He does a great job. Run, rabbit, run. That's that's not this one. This is. Is it? Yeah. That's what that's like the head nod of the next one. Uh, Bill Mosley's right. chasing the girl around. Yes, you're right. That. you're right. Yeah. I forgot about that. Good call. Good call. Well, let's get into number one so I can talk more about it. All right. Our number one pick. That is Jeff's pick. Devil's Rejects. Yeah, that's a unanimous number one right there. This polarizes me, but you go first. <laughs> okay. I love it. Loved it from the moment I seen it. Um, I've heard mixed reviews, but it is, like you said, Distinctly Rob Zombie. It's, you know, gritty, grimy, slimy, sleazy, vulgar. The casting, amazing. Everyone plays amazing. their Amazing. Everyone's playing their character to a T. William Forsyth in this is outstanding. Um, Fuck Groucho. <laughs> yeah. I love Dave. Dave Sheridan has the smallest part in this. He's the deputy, but I love him. Like, he, does, he doesn't say a whole lot, but he's yeah. just he got the glasses on, the mullet, and, he, like, the giant sideburns, and he's just, like... Asking, like, the like, the rookie-type yeah, questions yeah. and stuff, like, innocence. Yeah. Um, just good stuff all around with, with the casting. Holy smokes. But the movie itself, man, it's it's just good. The freaking... The desert backdrop, like, the old-school, like, 70s-theme motel, and then into... Um, Whore Island, I don't know what you want yeah. to call it. Like, so much fun, the, the 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 scenery. I love it. Um, I have no problem saying that this is a uh, little piece of a modern masterpiece. I did give this a rewatch because I've seen it off and on many, many times, but it's been a little while since I like I sat down and watched it, like opening credits, to ending credits. And god damn, like it is good. Good. It's really good. And again, like you've already said, the casting just I mean, Sid Haig, Bill Mosley, Sherry Moon actually not being terribly uh annoying. Mm-hmm. William Forsyth, mm-hmm. um Um Ken Foray. Ken Foray, man, I love um him. what's his name? Um, Danny Trejo. Diamond Dallas Page. Diamond Dallas Page. Like, what the Danny Trejo. The Unholy uh, Two. Danny like, Trejo. And that's like a great, like that right there, The Unholy Two. There, there are two side characters that, in my head, I'm like, I need a, I need, I know need a movie. Yeah, I need yeah. more on these two. Yeah. Like, why are they The Unholy Two? Like, what's going on? Um, God, yeah. T- uh, the Return, Tommy Tolls, who was uh, the sheriff in the first one, who gets murked. Um, yeah. He returns for a little bit. Just God damn. God damn. Uh uh Michael Berryman. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um I ain't no chicken fucker. <laughs> Why was he called me a chicken fucker? Uh, Troy's gonna fuck these chickens. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes he just cut the head off and uh, that thing is whoa. <laughs> <laughs> like where they're talking about um having like a Star Wars theme at the whorehouse. Yeah, yeah. He's like, oh, I'm a bunch of sick fucks in here running around thinking they're robots. <laughs> droids, boss. They call them droids. <laughs> um, Great line. R- written so good. Like, the dialogue in this is so <clears throat> good. Um, What's the, the mom's name? Like, her actual name? Yeah. Oh, um, 
Oh god, I want to see. But she that. was in a ton of like Yeah, she's in the po- Leslie uh, Easterbrook. Um she is low key phenomenal in this. Yeah. Like her craziness and body language when she's in the Oh my god. the jail yeah. and this acting like crazy psychopaths, but like so well done. Uh you can't take your eyes off the screen when she's doing that. Um I th- I think it's very close Sid Haig and or William Forsythe win the movie with Bill Mosley like right on their tails. All three of them are just amazing. Yeah. Yeah, I I I'd give it to Forsythe. Just for the one liners and quoting alone. Dude, and he's just so intense. Yeah. Like like you when you watch that movie he doesn't fit in. You know what I mean? Not and I don't mean like in in the sense of the movie. I mean like you're watching the movie and you're seeing all these people do their thing. And like his character and him in general, like there's not a bit of nonsense about him. Everybody else has a little bit of a comic edge. Yeah. He has zero. Um, I can't remember all his lines. It's like, I always remember like as I'm watching movie and quote as he's doing it and love it, but uh, I can't remember. My, I mean, fuck Rauch. is like, yeah, classic that's of the this. one. Get this Hollywood pussy out of my office. <laughs> but like, it's not played for a laugh. Like he is yeah. pissed the, off. The beginning, the raid in the house is awesome. Yep. Um, gentlemen, let's do here. or uh, Let's do what we were meant to do or whatever the hell he says. Do what um, the good Lord put us here to do or yeah. something like that. Yeah. Oh, man. I might have to watch that like tomorrow. It's um, It's just. It's so good. I've seen it so many. Like I don't need to rewatch it. I've seen it so many. Yeah, times. But, I mean, when's the last time you sat down and watched it from open to close? Uh, it's been a while. Yeah. You know what I find about this movie, which is shocking. Um, me being a single man for so long, I would often meet chicks who are like, "I like horror movies," and then you get into it, and they're kind of giving you the stuff, and you're like, uh, <laughs> uh. "This one." Always on the top of their lists, though. A lot of modern people, let's just say, the people who don't aren't as deep into more of the casual horror lover, quote unquote. I love horror people. Seems Which is surprising. Really like this is one. so gritty, and I think that's why. Because I think to oh, the people who don't know the history, this is like as shocking as it gets. Yeah, because they're like, what? I've never seen like they've never done anything like this, and you know paranormal accident or whatever i don't know like, yeah i know what you mean um is there i wonder i've checked the see i don't have the blu-ray but i wonder if the blu-ray has like a really cool commentary yeah i don't i don't even know if the dvd does the dvd has a great making of it's a whole separate disc hmm. yeah it's a really I would good watch that. it's really but, good like this could be a really fun commentary because what if you get Rob Zombie, Sid Haig, Bill Mosley, and William Forsythe. Oh, wow. That'd be interesting. That'd be nuts. Yeah, never that, there's no way they have that, but that'd be awesome yeah, to hear a commentary looked. on that. Um, that making of, it's more of a documentary. They're the best kinds. Yeah, yeah. It's not like sit-down interviews. Interviews, like, yeah. And we're like, oh, we did this. And then, no, it's like that someone on set was like following them around with a camera filming. I love those. The trauma does that a lot, too. When um, Lloyd Kaufman makes a movie. Sid Haig in this just... Unbelievable! The, I don't even when, have to say when he steals the when he steals the clown. I mean the uh, car. Yeah. Aren't we fucking uh, yeah. funny? I mean, how many times have we said that just on the show alone? So you know he has the dream and he, he gets shot in the face in the dream, wakes up. Yeah. How? What? What? What did she say? Um. 
Did you have a nightmare? Yeah. Uh, yeah 50-50. <laughs> Bitch, get away from me. <laughs> Some sort of spastic <laughs> mongoloid. <laughs> um, the 2D fucking fruity yeah. is a classic. Yeah. Uh, now, sit. so... I always forget about it, but I, I um, was it like I, I don't get to have this come up in conversation unless I'm talking to you. Sid Haig smokes a joint in the most interesting way I've ever seen a human being smoke a joint. Oh, the- yeah, like like where he's just <laughs> he's like, like just like from all orifices of his face trying to breathe in from every, like it's crazy. I've never seen that. And he, he's like very floaty with the hand, which you see that a lot, and yeah. then he's just. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, what the hell's going on? Like, what he's, he's, he's trying like, to get in like a piggy. Like he's trying to get in every bit of smoke and like, you know when you when you smoke weed, like they say, like the more you hold it and get yeah. oxygen in it. But I mean, he's taking that to a whole other level, especially while like William Forsythe is like, uh, um, confronting him, and they're having the whole like getting ready to have their showdown. And he's still. <laughs> <laughs> crazy uh this is why we need video you're right you're right we do <laughs> just your little actions there um, um i love that scene too with um it's him and ken free ken free's like he's just setting him up uh unwillingly and he's like he's like i gotta go to the bathroom and they're doing like the brother my brother all yeah. that shit and uh he's uh you know uh, i'm gonna go to the bathroom he's like ah, i love you brother i love you too and he goes like Captain Spaulding goes to blow a li- big line. <laughs> Ken Free comes back and grabs the coke up. He's like, "But I love my cocaine better." <laughs> <laughs> um, great stuff. I, I, it's, I really do think it's not a bold statement to say it's a modern masterpiece. I mean, it's, a, it's a great movie. I love it. it. I always say this. You know, it's in my top five of all time. So, all time. So here's the thing. What happened? He put out our. Number two on our list, and then our number one, which we both agree that is a modern masterpiece. How did he fall off the cliff so far? So, I don't think he fell off a cliff. I think he hit a peak, and then that peak, whether it be just that perfect storm of events or what. I think Halloween ruined him. That could be it. No, I think. I think he has ideas that do not manifest well to a movie, a full length movie. Yeah. Now Halloween, like I mean, Halloween's not on the list because I'm an idiot and put H two there just to piss you off. But, um, you know, he didn't do a bad job with it. I I hate the. You know, for lack of a better term, prequels part. Yeah, I think a lot of people... becomes Michael really, really good. Yeah, a lot of people hated the prequel part. Gritty, violent, awesome force of Michael Myers. Mm. But the whole first half of the movie, I don't need that. Yeah, a lot of people... But I do like William Forsyth in that, too. Oh, God. (laughs) It's the scummiest piece (laughs) of trash. Um, Yeah, I, I think he just has these ideas that, like, lend themselves to music videos or short films or maybe a TV series or something. Like, I, I just... Yeah, but twice he hasn't done a TV series. <clears throat> he directed an episode of... CSI? Yeah, it's a CSI. <laughs> I was going to say NCIS. Um, yeah, it's just amazing to me that he could start his career so strong 
I just can't help but think that maybe all this sh- all the shenanigans of making Halloween just kind of messed him up. And yeah, well, it's it's not really because he's making his own movies. He's only making stuff that he's you know written. He's not taking other people's stuff at this point. Yeah. Now, um, I guess I should have uh, for this, but I still can't bring myself to watch Three from Hell. Yeah, just because Sid Haig's not in it. It's not great. It's um, we've talked about it. So it's who's the third then? Richard Brake. So where does he come from? He's Foxy. He's like, like why is he their, even involved? Their buddy, like he's just like a friend of theirs, and he comes to take Captain Spaulding. I mean, basically that's what he's doing, obviously, because Sid Haig passed away. But like, he, so he's acting like Captain Spaulding? No, no, no. He's just oh. he just takes that. Well, so place. since Richard Brake was so amazing in Thirty One, does he have a great performance? He's makes, good in it. Yeah, I mean, no, him, and, him, and, him and him and him and. Mosley play off each other well, like that's their their dynamic. But I mean, you get you know thirty minutes in the warden's house with like basically the hotel room in Devil's Rejects. You get thirty minutes in this Mexican town, which is basically the horror town in Devil's Rejects. Like they just took the all best the stuff you yeah, love. all the yeah. stuff that was good, and like just made it. Go th- here. This part of the movie's in jail. This part of the movie's in the war set. Like, there's nothing that that's going on that like. So, how like Sherry it, Moon's unbearable in it. Like, ugh. yeah. So how does it? Um, cause I don't care about spoiling it for myself. So I still don't even know if I'm gonna watch it. How does it continue? Like they just they didn't die. They just didn't die. Makes no, no sense. It's not undressed or anything. No, they just they didn't die because they got litter, littered littered with bullets. Yes, they were full of bullet holes, <laughs> and then they just didn't die. Okay, fair enough. And they go on trial, and then like every crazy person that's ever gone on trial, they develop a following somehow, and people are fighting to get them out and protesting, and you know, then weird they escape, <laughs> but. He would be in a men's prison. She would be in a female. So they escape separately, just at the same time. Yeah, it's it's not a very good movie. Okay, <laughs> fair enough. He gets out, and then him and Brake go get her out. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah. All right, fair enough. It's just not. It's not. It's not as well thought out as Devil Reja. He just. It's almost like he thought like, oh, I can take the same grittiness and that '70s vibe and just make another movie but it's like eh, it's not the same at all you know the casting isn't as great it's a shame that said he couldn't be in it yeah i mean he's in it but he's not he doesn't even look well in it like it's hard to watch him like jeff daniel phillips is in it he's really good in it but then like you know for the jeff daniel phillips performance you get you also miss out on like the six random people that would pop in it and be there for like two minutes, you know, like that's mm-hmm. not, th- you don't get that in this. Yeah. So, you know, it doesn't have the same, at some point I'll watch for it. lack of a better word, charm as devil's rejects. Yeah. As, charm is a hard word. Yeah, to use I, know, that, but, I know. I know. But that's the only amazing thing he does. Like he gets you when William Forsythe turns the tables on him and he's torturing them. Oh, like, you love it. Huh? Yeah, you love it. I love it. No, I I, I know I, you I feel for them. Yeah, but I mean, I love it when Forsyth goes bonkers and just like. Oh, I love on. what he's doing, but like you feel for that. Like the tables turn. Like we're like, oh no, like I don't want that to happen to. Yeah, Otis. Oh, he's a Otis bad. is screaming in pain. Like this is yeah. it's uncomfortable. <laughs> um, 
It looks like the whole Rob Zombie catalog got added to Tubi. Really? Yeah, wow. everything. I'll have to check that out. Yeah. I remember when it was a big deal that like Shudder was like the exclusive home of 31. Yeah. That's a shame. God, I want to see a Doomhead movie so bad. <laughs> Could happen, I guess. Dude, like, here's what he does. He just announces, like, oh, I really want to do this movie, and then sits on it for a year. Like, Tyrannosaurus Rex. Sounded awesome. Didn't do it. That Broad Street Bullies Broad movie. Street Bullies sounded awesome. That would have been cool. Didn't do it. He passed that. He stopped. Re- like, he was researching that movie. And, and stopped then it for 31. For 31. Yeah. Like. Yeah. Yeah, it sucks. It really sucks. Hmm. All right. Actually, I didn't look. Uh, what are these guys working on? What's their upcoming projects? I did not look either because I do not care what Eli Roth is doing. Probably more uh, history of horror, to be honest. That seems to be his bread and butter now. All right. Let's see what projects Rob Zombie has coming up. Well, he's probably going to go on tour, honestly, once the pandemic's over. I think. Uh, I think... A lot of his love is still more in the music game. A lot, a lot, a lot of soundtracks for him. One hundred and five. Oh, yeah. That's nice. Not bad. What did he do for NXT Takeover? I don't know. He probably twenty twenty one. Who knows? Probably a song on there. Hmm. All right. So he's got nothing upcoming. It looks like. And Eli Roth has kind of just faded back into being a producer more so, it looks like, too. Like, thirty-one was twenty sixteen, so yeah, that was further back than I thought. Yeah, he produced Haunt. Haunt was pretty good. What Eli Roth, John? That no, he produced it. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 I liked Haunt. That was a. Uh, yeah. What? The executive produced the uh, Cabin Fever remake. Not good. Yeah, well, Cabin Fever one's not that good. <laughs> I don't mind it. Big draw for that was didn't make your list, but Green Inferno did. Well, Cabin Fever is number three. You were number three, Vic. Yeah, but you whatever. You could have uh, whatever. I wasn't gonna. I guess I could have booted out Knock Knock. <laughs> you just love that movie. It's not even right. Um. Yeah, I don't. I mean, this car is the only thing I have is the two trailers. Yeah, I love the two trailers. Thanksgiving, Werewolf Women of the SS. Uh, Thanksgiving trailer might be the greatest fake trailer of all time. Awesome. It's so good. <laughs> it's um, uh, I'm pretty you know, on YouTube still probably. You can find them. Yeah, just go on YouTube. Um, they originally were made for the Grindhouse double feature. So when little history lesson for everybody. I'm sure I'm going to bore you sleep. When the Tarantino Rodriguez double feature Grindhouse came out, it played as a double feature. Um, so you got Planet Terror and then Death Proof. But in between, there was like an intermission, and then they had these fake trailers that they hired horror directors to make. And that's how Hobo for a Shotgun came about. Yes. It was one of the trailers for Grindhouse, and they made a full movie out of it. And then... Rob Zombie did Werewolf Women of the SS, which was same great, you know, th- everyone you love from Rob Zombie's movies in this like 70s Nazi exploitation movie. And then Thanksgiving was like Black Christmas, but Thanksgiving, which is <laughs> just absurd. Why didn't they get made? 
I think Thanksgiving was at some point supposed to get made. Yeah, I think I remember reading it, but something about that. Yeah. I mean, it makes sense why Werewolf Woman in the SS wouldn't get made. Yeah, that would have no audience. That would but, be like uh, a well, straight to be there. Yeah, I was going to say that'd be like three people in the audience <laughs> going nuts. Um, um, we both. But thanks, Thanksgiving, like that, uh, that's got something to it. Yeah. It's got some meat on the bone. Mm. On the drumstick. Yeah, there you go. Uh, what else do I have in discards? Uh, so, Cabin Fever. Um, yeah, I don't like Cabin Fever. Fell in, well, I mean, it's I don't like any of these movies. <laughs> um, it fell in at three for me. Um, once again, with Eli Roth, the most vile, awful people you can imagine. Um, terrible dialogue, terrible writing, the usual. This one got me with uh, sort of like the... Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Like, like the realism part of the horror, like it uh, yeah, scared like, me. Like, oh man, like yeah. go out into the mountains with your friends and fleshing disease. Like, you're like, That's that is the part that scares you. It's a, a disease. Yeah. It's not like a monster. It's not a killer. It's a disease. Yeah, and there's like nothing you can really do about it. Um, and uh, the gore was a big draw for this one. The body's deteriorating. The girl in the bathtub when she's shaving her legs and her yeah. legs just like start falling apart. The wolf. And then the, yeah, the wolf, the the blonde girl out in the shed. That scared the fuck out of me. Even up. Like this came out. Oh, you were probably like in grade school. Yeah. Yeah. So this was like a sleepover draw movie. Um, And when they opened that door and her like face is like pretty much gone. It's just like her dangly eye. <laughs> Fucking nasty. Um, But the big, so like. Being in grade school, the big draw was Sean's in this movie. Yeah, Ryder Strong. Yeah. Boy Meets World. So that's what drew all us in. And Oh, for sure, yeah. Um Yeah. Not good. Right. But I like the premise. I like the gore. Yeah, that's fine. I mean that's, that's probably what kickstarted hostile for him in his own yeah, brain. That's it, it, He's like, Oh, people are into this gore thing. I should that's what I was gonna say. If anything, you can like the gore in his movies because he does a good job with it and he overdoes it. Yeah. Um I like my number seven pick was his student film, Eli Roth's. It's called Restaurant Dogs. Yeah, I haven't seen it. I think you mentioned that before. It's fun. It's only like nine minutes long. It's short. It's a student film. It's stupid. It's absurd, but it's fun to watch. It's a takeoff of Reservoir Dogs where it's like the McDonald's crew. Like It's like Ronald Grimace, the Hamburglar, Mayor McCheese, <laughs> uh, and like the Fry Kids. Are trying to like take over the Burger King's like piece of town or whatever the hell it is, and the Burger King hires some dude to like go take them out, and that's it. That's the whole thing. Oh, they they kidnapped his daughter. They they kidnapped the the Burger King's daughter who is the Dairy Queen. <laughs> all right, but like and then it's just all like the um the um McDonald's crew getting killed by this guy. It's got this like weird flashback, so it's like live action mixed with like this construction paper animation but the the whole the, the thing that really makes it great is the beginning is the reservoir dogs beginning with the music and all and them like walking down the street and it's like ronald mcdonald smoking a cigar and like grimace eating, okay. like, he's like eating a bag of uh captain crunch and it's got like the boom 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 like the whole the whole beginning of reservoir dogs yeah um i can watch nine minutes yeah it's nine minutes it's stupid as shit but it's funny, like it. It's got like, pre- 
you can call them practical effects, but you know, like Mayor McCheese gets his head blown off and he's like got orange cheese blood spurting out <laughs> of his neck and stuff. It's just stupid shit like that. And it's like, oh, fun, fun, cool. <laughs> yeah, I can I can get behind that. Um, Salem, nowhere to touch me. No, there's no. It, it doesn't do anything for me. I, like it doesn't even. I don't need him to go art house. Yeah, like I don't need to talk. And about I don't him. need to see Sherry Moon Zombie in a leading role trying to play it straight yeah. and serious. Yeah, I mean, why? Like that's the. I appreciate that you love your wife. And you're gonna put her in all your movies, but goddamn, she doesn't need to be the star of all the movies. Yeah. I mean, she, like I said, Three from Hell, unbearable, unbearable. Really that bad? Yeah. Even in that character where she's like supposed to be annoying, unbearable. She because the the the, um, the stride is hit in Devil's Rejects, right? Like she's perfect in it. Everything about that movie is like perfect. I wouldn't say she's perfect, but it's like her. And Otis is constantly, and especially her being with the whole, like, constantly, like, it happens like nine times. Fuck you! Yeah. Fuck it's, you! It's even worse in Three from Hell. Ah, uh, yeah. Okay. Sorry. Sorry if that, uh. That's, so they, they went back to that after how annoying it was in Devil's Rejects? I mean, it's, it's bad. Okay. Um, shit, I don't know. Chinese, Japanese. Yeah, dirty, dirty knees. knees. Look at these. That's fine. Could have went back to that. Yeah. I mean, look, I get that she's supposed to be a psycho. Like, I, I, I totally understand that. Yeah. But, you know, there's a there's a way to not play it so annoying. Who Like, is anybody else in that Lords of Salem? I mean, yeah. I, know, I know there is, but, I mean, nobody the, that you're like, oh, yeah. The DJ was somebody, right? I don't remember. We, yeah, whatever. Whatever. I mean, I only saw it once. One time too many, sir. Mm-hmm. His music um, videos are really good. He directs yeah, great yeah, music yeah. videos. He does great music videos. He uh Has he been in any movies besides House? Cuz he has a little cameo in House where he's like a zombie or something. It's not like he's not a zombie, but he's like a zombie. It's weird. Like he's in the whole Dr. Satan. Yeah, he's just like wandering around in like the pit. Yeah. Um He's a voice in Slither, did you know that? Did I ever, no, I didn't did I ever drop that? No. No. Uh, in Slither, there is a scene where, um, what is her name? Elizabeth. Uh, Elizabeth. The, the 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 wife girl. Yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah, she's on the phone with a doctor talk, calling about the husband, um, and the doctor. Oh, I think he did mention this when yeah, we talked about it. Yeah, did. Watches her die. Yeah, but. He doesn't, yeah, he doesn't like pop up in movies very much. Unlike Eli Roth. <laughs> I'll show himself. Yeah. I'm fine. Like I said, I'm fine with him as an actor. He seems to have really taken on the producing more. Yeah. I think he's got like almost triple movies produced than directed. And even acted at this point. He's acted a lot more than he's directed. Yeah. I, not a fan. I don't know. If he were to. I don't want to say calm himself down because I don't know him on that level. Like I only know what I see on TV. But if he were to just limit himself to being like a horror movie historian, I mean, the man, look, he does his homework. He knows a lot. He is unabashedly fanboy. So if he took on like a 
Joe Bob type role. Yeah, I think he changes his whole image. Yeah, because he he loves it. Like we we talk about this a lot. Like where people are like, oh, I just use horror as my stepping stone or whatever. Like no, yeah, this is his deal. With, like, yeah, yeah. Uh, good or bad, it's his deal. Hmm. I don't know. This was a tough one. I don't know why we even thought of this. <laughs> this is fun. This is not fun. This is torture. All right. You know what's not torture? What's closing beers we got coming up? Ooh, bring them on. All right. So let's remind you, we this is a duo. So we open with Pizza Boy Tackling Vampires IPA. Now we're going to go into <laughs> its cousin, Pizza Boy Teabagging Vampires IPA. So same IPA, but with the addition of Earl Grey Tea, and that makes it Teabagging Vampires. That's nice. That's a good name. Like That's that. a nice work out of them. Um, yeah, I mean, if if you're on the East Coast, especially the Northeast, it'll be a little bit easier for you. But if you can get some Pizza Boy beers, get them because they um they don't go crazy with the can art. We talk about can art a lot, and that how that kind of grabs us, and we like like the heavy metal or horror element to it. They don't do that, but they just have some cool names and really really good beers. Uh, the tea makes a difference. That's nice. Oh damn! See. The tea thing is getting a little bit more popular. Is it? It hasn't really worked for me except for uh, um, Broken Goblet Brewing out in Bucks yeah. County. They were the first time I, uh, years ago, they started doing the sour tea bag. Oh, no. And it was, um, they had all these different variations of sour beers with tea added. Yeah, but that's catching sours. on and be kind of trendy now. But this this works. And when we had the first one, knowing this one was coming, I was like, oh, I can see why they would add tea because it's so lemony and citrusy yeah. so you do tea it's like a nice lemon iced tea effect yeah or an earl gray just always reminds me of uh, star trek the next generation that's like picard's drink tea earl gray hot <laughs> god damn this is really good actually I'll yeah pizza, i mean pizza boy pizza boy is a, it's a good brewery um i'm excited you haven't been there i want to make sure yeah i'm with yeah, you when you go for the first time check it out we gotta do like a once all this stuff well i mean it is simmering down now but we gotta make some some plans some day trips. I want to hit weekends. Do some Hershey, do some Churgs, do some Pizza Boy. I'm into it. Pizza Boy is like a half hour from Hershey. Okay. Hershey Park, our low key sponsors. Yeah. We spent, what, 40 minutes an episode? Get your season talking about pass. <laughs> and here's Dr. Love to review the, the roller coaster this week. Um, Knobles, too, right? Yeah. But it's not the same area, though, right? That's not at all. all. Yeah, but okay. we'll definitely, I can't wait to bring you there because I just feel like you're going to be a, a kid in a. Chocolate factory? Kid in an amusement park? Yeah. That makes sense. <laughs> Especially when we hit that food court. You'd love a food court. <sighs> yes. Yes, give me all the foods. Producer, you got anything? Uh, the recap. Whenever Who, you're ready. So wait, wait, wait. wait. Who uh, won? Oh, that's you, a good question. Eli Roth or Rob Zombie? Well, read them off and I guess we'll find out. All right. So at number seven, Vinny's pick, Green Inferno. Number six, again, Vinny's pick, 31. Uh, number five was Jeff's pick, H2. Number four was Vinny with Knock Knock. Jeff at number three with Hostel. Uh, Vinny at number two with House of a Thousand Corpses. And number one was Jeff at Devil's Rejects. So zombie by a movie. <laughs> Just the way it should be. Um, man, it, I don't know. I wish he would have made that goddamn Broad Street Bullies movie. I know. That would have been, been right on here real fast. Hard. Um, producer, who do you like better? 
Not a fan of Rob Zombie's music or anything? No, not really. I don't know. White Zombie fan? God, I love White Zombie. For some reason, I can see producer being a big fan of the song Numb. We'll play that for him. It's like, that's not even like really like, like he kind of like got away from himself a little bit with that one. Yeah. Feel so good. I feel so numb. Yeah. I love that. Um, Dude, his band was killer. He, at one point, he had, I mean, he's got a great band now, but at one point he had uh, John Five and this dude Blasco playing bass for him. I love Blasco. If you have a chance, yeah, I don't know where I like John Five. I don't know. Oh, well, I love John Five. John. The crazy thing about John Five is he's not like a true heavy metal guitarist. Oh, really? I, I mean, he is, but like, watch his like technically. You mean? Yeah, he's more of a Van Halen type of guy. Okay. Yeah, I mean, just what he can do. Um, but like, it's funny because like you watch watch him play like Thunder Kiss. It's not as he-, he doesn't play it as heavy, but it it's it's got its John Five thing going on. It's great. He's a great guitar player. Love John Five. Check out his Instagram videos. He just sits in front of the camera and we'll just do stuff, and it's oh, wild. Okay. Yeah, awesome. Um, but Blasco, uh, he's more of a manager now. He he manages one of those like popular bands that the kids love, but he started his own band after Zombie, called, or maybe it was a side project during called the Death Riders, and they were doing like surf rock metal. Oh, uh, I love it. They have one record. I own it. You turn me on to the whole surf rock, surf punk thing. Yeah. And like, dude, it, it's so good. Their their lead singer sounds like Dave Mustaine a little bit. <laughs> hmm. But Where's now. Death Riders? Death Riders. Um, good luck finding them on the internet. I mean, uh, might, check YouTube, obviously, but I don't think they're on Spotify or anything like that. Um, Now his band is John Five and Piggy D. And Piggy D. No, they're on here. Are they? My voice just got all crackly. No, maybe not. No, it's not them. I mean, I don't think this would be their art. Let me see. Through centuries of dust. No, 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 that's not them at all. (laughs) Um, I think their first record is called Soundtracks for Depression or something like that. Their first, right? Their only record. Um, Yeah, but now he's got Piggy D playing bass for him, and that dude's awesome. No, that's oh, is that him on the Night of Demon soundtrack? Yeah, yeah, yeah it's definitely them because that's him on bass right there. That's his style. Oh, wow, I didn't know they were on there. That's awesome. Hmm. But uh, it's the only song. yeah, sorry, I nerded out there for a second. I, I blacked out and went on a Death Riders. <laughs> they were on Horror High Records, which doesn't exist anymore either. All right. Oh, it was That's fun. a good closing beer. I'm happy fun. with that one. It was one. fun while it lasted. Yeah, that beer is really good. Really um, good. I think that's all we got. Yeah. Without, what do we got coming up next? I don't know. I don't know. We uh, we really should probably just make a list of four or five that we're going to do. Should we just... Maybe we'll take a month off. Let's just take a month no. off. No. What do you mean, no? Curse you. Curses. Dr. Love, um, what, do we, what do you say? We take a month off. We hit a beach. We bury ourselves in the sand, let the ocean hit our lips. <laughs> what? You all right, all right over there, Jim? No, I don't know what's about. happening. I think I'm freaking out. All right, <laughs> well, we're coming back with something. We don't know what, but something. And then hopefully we're getting it together 
what was it our one year anniversary or 100th episode 100 100th episode it's not quite yet we we did the math we have the date i don't remember what it is though well we're gonna try to do our um what we've spoken about our um not trip at the game, game show, show episode yeah hosted by lyle and mike yeah dr love doesn't know it yet but we're gonna have a giant house party for our hundredth episode, you all think that he's gonna have like seven. Well, that's a wild that's seventy a wild to eighty now, so. seventy to eighty people in here. Uh, it's gonna be like that movie house party. All kinds of <laughs> tits pressed against the windows. Yeah, it's, it's gonna be like, like a Sir Mix-a-Lot video in here. <laughs> <laughs> Put him on the glass, girl. Put him on the glass. Well, I have to say before we close this out, I'm a fan. As of, like you know what I love, I love trauma. I love shitty, just old, crazy B movies, cult classics, whatever you want to call them. Those directors worked with what they had. These two have a lot more to work with, and still can't uh, yeah. put out good movies. And that's a goddamn shame. Yeah, <laughs> big time. Um, but you know who are we? We're just two dudes from Philly bullshitting about horror movies. Uh, and if I met Rob Zombie today, I'd probably get on my knees and kiss his feet and be like dude man oh, I, I love you, the guy can you just dude. do a white zombie reunion please yeah. <laughs> love the guy just yeah you know yeah alright let's, let's get out of here thanks for listening to this which I'm sure was a hard episode for everybody it was definitely difficult for us I had to watch a green inferno and ruin my Tuesday evening <laughs> <laughs> but it's okay. It's all for the sake of the podcast. So until next time, I'm Jeff. He's Vinny. Love, peace, and chicken grease. We are out of here. Cheers. We are out. <laughs>